Welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Goose. Are we doing jazz hands? Jazz hands. <laughs> My name is A-Track. My soulmate here is Armand Van Helden. I'm like doing a loop, but luau. <laughs> you're almost wearing you're you're wearing a luau, but a, a white gold <laughs> or so, is that white gold or silver? <laughs> I think it's aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> So the, yeah, the the year is almost wrapping up. How how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Good, good. I'm in high spirits. In high spirits, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. good. We need that. We need those vibes. We got a really fun episode of Duck Duck Goose today. As we always do, we're gonna start with some some food talk. I'm gonna put some sauce on it. Put the sauce on it. So full disclosure. We're going to be perfectly honest with our listeners. We're running out of recipes, both of us. <laughs> right? We don't know what to say well, We anymore. should be honest and say we have been running out of recipes. We've been so, running out of recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing in the kitchen. We've been yeah. able to keep this uh, illusion going for a couple episodes, but we're out. We got nothing yeah. to talk about. Yeah. So, But we were thinking actually constructively, and as people who make music, this is interesting too, we can talk about snacks today because for anyone who makes music you're putting in long hours in the studio snacking is is important so let's just both talk about what are a few of our favorite snacks i keep a bunch of different kinds of nuts at the house and and, and legumes if we're going to include cashews i love cashews unsalted yeah. Yeah. ideally not even roasted just raw it's good to combine something that has uh, that's more on the protein side with something that's a little bit on the fiber side so I'm a big fruit and nut snacker. So I might have like an apple and some nuts or a banana and some nuts or a bowl of pomegranate, cashews, almonds, walnuts, macadamia nuts, even seeds, sun sunflower seeds, all that stuff. I like go macro bars, some jerky. Jerky's great. And yeah, a couple of cheeses, keep a couple of cheeses around the house. Cut up some carrots. Carrots and hummus is a cool little combo that I like to do, or cut up some some celery or some cucumber, you know, mix that with some sort of dip, maybe a tapenade. I feel like that covers my realm of snacks. Yeah, it's very charcuterie. The cheeses and the nuts and the pomegranates, it's very charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah, your exactly snack game that. like and what's your what's your yeah what's your uh, well i, I am in agreement with everything that you just said because I, I do that as well but so for me yeah i get i get what i like to do is again very quick easy things to throw together so i just literally buy those bags at trader joe's of arugula and i pick up the uh, you know organic cherry or grape tomatoes and get shredded carrots and stuff i, I like to make salads a lot cute and Cucumba. What's that? Uh, that cucumba. Cucumba. Yeah. cucumba. I love cucumba. Cucumba. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that rap because I don't remember it. But um, <laughs> some of my favorite foods, like when people go to dinner, a salad's kind of just like this thing to get you going. It's kind of like one of my favorite things to eat. There's always some new invention. Like I'll go to some place. Like was that last night? I was at Mafialina. It's a place here in Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. And they was this amazing salad. I never tasted anything. I couldn't even explain everything that I was eating in it. And I was like, I haven't had a salad like this. Macalina's an Italian place, but this salad was like perfection. I was like, oh my wow. God. 
I mean, the crazy thing is I can't even remember everything that's in it now. Um, but it was just, it was wonderful. But anyway, my thing is salad. Great. That's my main snack. And one of the simple, one of the simple things that I do, the easiest thing, and I love cherry, I love tomato. This is going to sound strange, but I almost feel like if I go a few days without eating tomatoes, something's off. I can't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why my body's telling me stuff like that. But if I go like two days, 48 hours, and there's no tomato that went down in my Not body, good. my body's literally like, it was something, it was something in tomatoes. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? It's weird. And I'll be like, as soon as I eat the tomatoes, I'm like, yeah, now I'm good. It's very strange. I can't explain. But I'll make simply cherry tomato or grape tomato, cut them in half really fast. And I have this this salad dressing called Cindy's of Brockton. So Brockton, Massachusetts. Mm. Bang in salad dressing. Because I don't have the time to like make this beautiful salad dressing or whatever. I just literally, it's in a jar. You shake it and you pour it. So I pour it in the, just the cut and half tomatoes in a bowl. And that's kind of like my version of what my father would do. He'd do with the cucumba. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I would do with the tomatoes. And it's banging just with the Cindy's of Brockton. The one that, that I get is Batalona vinaigrette. Okay. That's the one. But yeah, so that's my thing. I'm a salad snacking food. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect any less. <laughs> All right. Should we get into the uh, the stars? Let's do it. This is the section where we do me, uh, Elena and I's uh, horoscope uh, for the week. And um, I'm an Aquarius, Alain is uh, Aries. And by the way, I was having a conversation with somebody that we are, Aquarius has Aries in the, in the word. Yay. Oh, wow, yeah. Aquarius. Yeah. So we, yep. it's Aquarius, there it is. So, so it's like, yep. we're already in, we're already in. <laughs> I, I, I'm an extension of you. Yeah, <laughs> or vice versa. So okay. this is for Aries. It's exhilarating to live by your instincts, to be sure of yourself and your powers, to make big, brave choices without waiting for permission. But it can be difficult to live this way for long. No matter how bold your spirit, no matter how pure your heart, everyday life tends to fill up with the heaviness of routine, with dullness of repetition, with anxiety and doubt. This week, though, you can shake all those cobwebs out of your head. This week, you can believe in beginnings again. You can rediscover the faith in yourself you've been missing. You know, it's I've been feeling the cobwebs the last couple of weeks. I'm 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 ready I'm ready to shake those cobwebs off. The Word end of the up. year, you know, <laughs> yeah. the end of the year I'm, is I'm with you on that too. Yeah, man, Word right? Up. Yeah. Armand, you've spent so much of your life learning to adapt to constraints. You've spent so much of your life learning to work within limits, to live boldly in spite of all the ways the world stifles real creativity, real freedom, real possibility. This week, however, it's valuable to think not about how you'll adapt to every barrier, but about how you might tear some of them down. It's valuable to consider that maybe working within the lines is no longer enough. Maybe real freedom is the only thing worth aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. we're going to bring in our guest for Duck Duck Goose. I know we 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 uh, we've been wanting to talk to a duck specialist for a while, yeah. right? We are obviously duck sauce. We know we're ducks, but we might not be sure what that means or just like there's we we need a little bit of soul searching, right? Like some sort of clarity. We found this amazing scientist, biologist. Her name is uh, Patricia Brannon, but we call her Patty. Patty. Uh, and it Patty, and it just so happens that 
her specialty and a lot of her studies and papers are about duck penises. She also just knows a lot about ducks. This is great. Really enjoyed talking to her. and I think we should just yeah. bring her in. All right. Patty Brennan, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Duck, Duck, Goose. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here. So I'm, I'm Alain, my bandmate is Armand, and we are Duck Sauce. And we're really happy to talk to you today. And maybe to give our viewers some context, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we even start talking? Well, yeah, it, you want the sort of little bio, then I'm a biologist. I'm a professor. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a biology professor at Mount Holyoke College um, here in Massachusetts. And I happen to work with uh, ducks, <laughs> but yes. also other animals. So what I work on is I actually work on, um, on the evolution of genitalia. So I look at the Great. genital organs of all sorts of animals, including ducks. Including okay. ducks. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to find out about ourselves yeah. today. Well, ducks were my yeah. first thoughts to speak. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, uh, just, just out of curiosity, where did you grow up also? Colombia. In Colombia. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I, yeah, I, I, I read, um, I read on uh, your bio yesterday, too, and, and got a little bit familiarized with your work, but figured that we would just talk anyways. Of course. Cool. So as you can see on Armand's T-shirt... We are ducks, but <laughs> we need to know more about ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so we've been doing some of these YouTube conversations and podcast conversations with, with various people. Some, you know, we've been talking to some musician friends and some of our musical heroes on this series, but we've also talked to other interesting people and, and we really wanted to talk to somebody about ducks so i think that's what we're mostly going to do with you today so our you know armand and i chose this name duck sauce over 10 years ago and uh and we kind of ran with it and you know what started as a bit of an inside joke uh you know <laughs> maybe to, to be honest here it's one of those like uh when people ask us, why did you choose the name Duck Sauce? It's kind of like just to make people ask that question. Like, it's just a funny name to us. But I think with time, we ended up having like duck merchandise and a giant inflatable duck on stage and all this stuff. Right. And, and um, yeah. both Armand and I are, are curious individuals. And, and we there's something we like about the duck in general. But, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's some insight that you could help give us today where it's like sort of instinctively we like the idea of being ducks and identifying with the ducks but like <laughs> does it make any sense for the duck to be the musical is there anything we should know about i don't know the quack or the anything like what, what are we really doing here <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. you know when it comes to to uh, sounds that ducks make they are really not terribly musical i'm sorry you guys um <sighs> I know, I know. They're not, they're not songbirds, right? Like songbirds right. are little passerines and the little guys who are like flying about in your bird feeders and whatnot. Dogs are not that. So they, um, uh, you know, they do have their, their quacks. Um, they do have some displays where they can make sound. Um, but their sounds are really not the thing that they're most famous for. In fact, what they're most famous for is their dancing. So the question is, how is your dancing? 
Are you guys good dancers? Oh, yes. He's a good dancer. Armand's a good dancer. I'm a break dancer. So ducks break dance. Oh, man. (laughs) They do the... They could okay. do a windmill, head spin, hang glide. <laughs> yeah. so that's right. That's that's your connection with the duck right there. Great. Tell us about that. Tell us about yeah, the dancing. So they, there are two things about ducks that make them really interesting and, and a big reason why a lot of biologists have studied them, um, you know, for, for decades. They, they are amazing dancers, mm. but they're amazing dancers in the context of female choice. So the ones that are dancing, doing most of the dancing, are the males. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, the males also are really beautiful. So when you look at ducks and you see the ducks with the beautiful plumage and the beautiful colors, those are also the males. So yeah. the males um, are essentially going out of their way to make themselves beautiful and attractive to the females. And so they dance, they have pretty feathers. And so their dance is all about showing off their feathers, right? And showing off their colors and... and um, that's how uh, we dance, too. Yeah, well... <laughs> you show our feathers. Yeah, I think we, that's how everybody dances, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a, like it's similar to peacock behavior, the male just saying, hey, choose me, choose me, that sort well, of thing. They're boring. I mean, peacocks are boring comparatively because all they do is like, when open their yeah. tail. And then they're like, look at me, you know, but they're not really. We too- know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not doing those, anything. Those pe- the peacocks are all hype. It's all hype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all marketing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No, with the ducks is really, you know, the males are, are just doing this amazing um, display for the females. And so. As it turns out, you know, most people um, and a lot of people know this about ducks is that they they tend to pair um, and people think they pair for life. They really don't pair for life. They pair seasonally. Right. Okay. so the males will dance and they'll show off their pretty feathers. And then the females are like, oh, you I like you because, you know, females like males that are more energetic in their dancing and the ones that are more beautiful. That's also human beings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. To some extent, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I tell you, I've yeah. seen some dance displays that are, that have been a bit of a turnoff. So you gotta you gotta find the sweet spot right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, turn off. Yeah, yeah. But but me growing up and going to house music, uh, growing up with house music, there was always a circle in house music, and the guys would dance and battle each other, and it would be surrounded by the hottest girls in the nightclub, and That's they were all like sizing the guys up by how they move. I'm not making that up because okay. generally the best dancers would score the hottest girl. And mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. So not much has changed from the animal kingdom, I should say. That's right. So. That's right. I and mean, then people <laughs> yeah. have that argument about dancing in humans, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe. But anyway, so the, so yeah, so that's, I think that that's going to be your, your, your kinship and your connection with the ducks is going to be about the, the dancing and the, you know, having fun kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Canada. In, in Canada, there's a lot of, there's ducks, but there's also loons. We put the loon on our $1 coin. They call, they call that coin the loony. Uh, the loons are singers, right? But they, they're, are they, because I'm, ducks aren't the same as birds. Are loons closer to ducks or closer to the birds? Well, I mean, the du- ducks are birds. Let's just start with that. So birds are, any, anybody who's got feathers is a bird. Okay. Okay. So that's okay. okay. So you got feathers. You're a bird. Flying is not really the thing. It's like the feathers. Got it. Um, so loons are not ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in their own separate group of birds. Um, 
and they're, they're not even closely related to ducks at all. Okay. And spoons are very musical, yeah. They have those amazing vocalizations, and they use those, the males use those to, like, defend their territory, right? Mm. So that they're calling and they're saying, like, this is my turf, don't come over mm. here. And they have yeah. those peaks, you the, know? They have the, the, long the gang members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like rap. It's like yeah. throwing, throwing the throwing the, <laughs> throwing the gang signs. Yeah, yeah throwing gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> and they have these very sharp beaks. And the loons, you know, they dive very uh, down into the lakes, and they uh-huh. they pop right up under their um, competitors, and they'll stab them to death with their wow. beak. They're like so they really so, are like gang members, okay? Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the loons are are no no joking matter. Don't, don't mess like, with them, okay? Don't mess with them. Don't mess wow. with them. Yeah, but my my wow. parents have a country house uh, by a lake, and my mom goes swinging swimming in this lake. It's a really calm lake because there's no uh, motor no motor anything, no motorboats allowed on that lake. And then a couple months ago, my mom was really excited. She called me after a swim and she was like, there was a loon on the, on the, on the lake. And she sent me like a recording of the loons uh, singing. And she said she never heard anything like it. It's, be- yeah. it's beautiful. And it's like, if you watch movies, like pretty much every movie that's like a summer movie, a summer camp or anything like mm. that, like a loon call somewhere. Or yeah. scary I know what that sounds like, yeah. You know, scary in the woods at night, they'll play a loon. And I'm like, that's not... <laughs> Not in the point, but it's like it's such yeah. a haunting sound, right? Right. Got it. They use it for that, you know. Yeah. Problem, I, guess. I was but also it, thinking it, about. I'm so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say that you know I um, uh, so the thing is I don't study loons at all because they don't have penises. Right. Ducks so do. let's get to, okay. So so no. so you've done uh, a lot of studies on on the duck penises. Mm-hmm. which I understand is, is corkscrew shaped. It is indeed. Yeah. And, yes. and Oh, somebody mm-hmm. just told me this recently to go continue, but they, yeah? I heard they, I heard that you, they, it's, they can move it. It's, is this correct? Like they can like go, they can like another person. If I'm a duck, I'm standing still and I have a corkscrew in front. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can go. I can move it like this or something. No, that's no, not true. No. That's not true. Okay. Okay. Somebody lied oh. to you. No. Oh, okay, mm. no worries. Well, we're we're here to learn about ourselves, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so here's so here's where like my my relationship with ducks uh, changes to a love hate relationship. Yeah. Because ducks are super cool, right? They they're beautiful and they dance and they do the yeah. Um, but they also have a really dark side um, to their to their behavior, and that is that um, in many species of ducks. And so there are there are I don't know there are more than 150 species of ducks. So there are many many species. Mm-hmm. And in some of those species, um, the males actually don't get females at all. So you know how I told you they pair up and they're like, oh yeah, we're together, yay. Yeah. There are always more male ducks than female ducks. So mm. there is always some guys who are going to be bachelors, no matter what. Yeah. And in some species of ducks, those bachelors got, bachelor guys, they fly around to the, to the breeding um, areas and they find females who are paired with other males and they fly down and they force them to copulate. They force them to have sex. Mm. We don't and like that. They, no, we don't mm. like that at all. And they, yeah. and they use their nasty corkscrew-shaped penises to, to actually do it. Mm. And so right. is, that, 
is an yeah. is a really interesting uh, behavior, and it's part of the reason why I became interested in in dogs. This is something that is called right. sexual conflict. But is in the in the animal world where that could be considered dark? Because that's just I would think it's just it's we're humans and we think that's not right. But I'm assuming in the animal world, it's about procreate. It's about keeping <laughs> keeping ducks going. So oh, right, it's not, right, it's not right. a personal thing. Like, of course, of course. Or a fetish. It's like, I have a thing ready to go. I need to put it in something. We need to make babies here. It's nothing <laughs> like they're yeah. actually trying to be sadistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. And that is, yeah. uh, you know, that is just me like yeah, being personally, <laughs> personally horrified for those females who are subjected sure, to sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It must be interesting yeah. to, to, to look at the question of consent so what is cool about the ducks though is that you know that the female already made a choice right you already know she chose just hanging out with that's yeah. different than in other animals for example in um in cheetahs where when the the male and the female are going to mate the female runs away from the male like she's like oh you want to have sex okay and she's out of there and he has to catch her first, right? Uh. And so when you look at a female cheetah, like she always runs away. So are you like, is she into it or is she not into it? Because she's always going to run away. So how do you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so that is more, um, to your point, Armand, of like, yeah. you know, are we imposing our our ideas of what yeah, is? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering if it's actually just more about procreation than anything actually being bad. But I see it in our view of it. It seems really bad. But it, I think for, exactly think for right. a duck, yeah. a duck doesn't necessarily need no, to think a duck, like that. A duck yeah. has, of course, they have very yeah. different, you know, social yeah. arrangements. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so, but, but then that, um, that kind of interaction is called sexual conflict. And it's something that's very mm -hmm. common in the animal kingdom where, mm. because, you know, you would think when you come together for reproduction, males and females agree on okay, we want to have babies, so that's something we have in common, therefore let's make it happen. It doesn't quite work out like that many, many times. So it's more like everybody has their own evolution, selfish evolutionary interests at heart, and so there is a lot of conflict between males and females. And yeah. um, the dogs are a great example of that. And so the males have these penises, and, and what I found out was that the size of the penis, the length of the penis of the male, is correlated with the, the proportion of these force copulations that they do. So species where the males have enormous penises are species mm. where those force copulations happen more often. Wow. And so that mm. was, you know, that was kind of like a really, okay, well, that's a cool part of the story. But then the coolest part of the story is not about the penises at all. It's about the vaginas. <laughs> that's what Talk happened. about it. <laughs> yeah. So what has happened is that the female ducks have responded to these force copulations by evolving very convoluted vaginas themselves. So where, when the males have these long penises that they can use to force copulations on females, females are like, nah, -uh. and they have these vaginas that are like a labyrinth. Wow. And they completely, they can completely block the male. That's, in his attempts that's crazy. To that's amazing. And it wow. is amazing because it's like, you know, this is like an evolutionary process that that yes. yeah. I saw yeah. it, like you look at these structures and it is so obvious and it was just amazing to see how females could like 
because you start feeling bad for the females. You're like, oh, these females, you know, these males are coming down and they're doing this horrible thing. And the females are like, ha, 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 the joke is on you, you know, like, I'm going to make me vagina a labyrinth. Right. The female says, I can play that game too. Exactly. Wow. That's that's pretty crazy. Fascinating. Crazy biology. That is cool. It, so, and nature always nature always finds a way, as they say, right? Right. So, yeah. One hundred percent. And and you know what was funny is that when I um when I actually discovered this and I started publishing papers on this, so many people started uh, contacting me, and they were um, they just wanted to tell me about their ducks that they have seen in their pond in their house, and so what you were saying at the beginning of how like you have inflatable ducks and duck merchandise, people yeah. love ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love ducks. And yeah. so, so many people just wrote to me like out of the blue, like, oh, yeah. you study ducks. You know, I have ducks at home or this and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just like. That's wonderful. Well, ducks, well, ducks, you know, when I think about ducks, it's like I look at the animal kingdom and I feel like they're already like a mixed breed or a hybridization because they're it's like a flying platypus thing. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like. It's it's a very to me they're like this fun, they're different. They're just totally different. Like I mean, they just kind of the, to me they're like three animal branches in one. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like they and and they're and they're super steezy with it and stylistic with it. You know because they, they can look like they can they can be like they can like you know walk but be bipedal. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and just like. <laughs> and then they could then they're like amphibious i guess someone they can dive in the water they can come up they can fly yeah, they can yeah. dance they have corkscrew penises they look <laughs> like they have like i mean all they're lacking is that little poison dart from the platypus like or the <laughs> you know they yeah. just actually you think about it they don't even have a defense mechanism they just do that hissing thing right it scares the hell out oh of my you. gosh i know it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that hissing thing scares you <laughs> Well, they're kind of like you know what it is is they remind me of a dinosaur a duck's head at least reminds me of like some kind of ancient dinosaur well a lot of head, birds remind head. me of dinosaurs yeah sure 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 yeah, yeah. So, i was yeah. looking at pictures yeah. of like a bunch of kinds of storks recently and some of them just look like they're from a million years ago oh just yeah. look at jubil yeah. yeah you know jubils they're those stork related birds yeah yeah have- yep, yep. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys are like, oh, freaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was reading about some of your studies uh, yesterday, um, I don't know if I don't know if you're you're tired of talking about this, but there is one point I want to get to with it because I, I I understand that when people found out that you were doing research about duck penises, I know there was like this whole controversy around it, and all these conservative Fox type uh, publications were outraged that there was grants uh, being awarded to you to study something that might seem trivial or silly like like duck genitalia. And so I, I read uh, something that you wrote that I thought was was super interesting because, and tell me if I understood this right. I, I, if, I feel like some people first kind of came to your defense and said, oh no, this kind of stuff is interesting because through scientific research, you know, we can find Thing, uh, applied solutions and maybe it'll be medical and this and that. And if I understand correctly, you sort of added a layer, layer of subtlety that said, hey, you know what? It's not even only about finding these sort of applicable, applicable solutions. Basic science is important. And we, don't, we shouldn't always think in this sort of 
product centric mindset that says that science has to serve us right away. We have to maintain just general research of basic science. That, 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 if I understand it well, that's the point that you made. And, and I love that. Um, I mean, both Armand and I are, are, are uh, have a lot of curiosity towards science. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important for people to remember that not everything has to be turned into some sort of product or medicine or, or this I and that, and that, right? Yeah. And so, so, so maybe in your words, do you, do you want to tell our viewers your, your views on, on this sort of this general idea of basic science? So I think um, you, you got it exactly right. <clears throat> so there is that argument to be made about how basic science basic science help us turn things into applications. And we want applications because we're spending government money. You know, we want things that are tangible, um, uh, you know, economic benefits to society. Mm-hmm. Those generally are medical or economic, you know, some kind of product that you invented or whatever. And so that basic science has a role to play in there. But of course, there is also the aspect of uh, you know, you've, you've never met someone who got into science yeah. because they were like, oh, yeah, I really want to develop a drug. Right. You know, like when you're right. a kid, you're running around chasing salamanders in your backyard. You're just fascinated <laughs> by the animals, yeah. right? You're like, What's it doing? Yeah. What does it look like? You know, we have entire channels dedicated to animal behavior. We're fascinated by animals, yeah. right? And and this is part a part of being human that's that's really crucial to to who we are as a species right and our relationship to the natural world yeah and and i think that that's super important but i'm always a little i'm a little worried of of um making this point more broadly because uh you know i've heard people and and my colleagues have said something like uh well isn't it isn't it just our curiosity you know that we're driven by curiosity as humans we just want to explain the world around us and know how it works and and I think that's true. It's certainly true for me. I want, I'm mm. curious. I want to explain the world around me. I want to understand how these things happen. That's why I'm a scientist. But what I've come to realize is that there are a lot of people out there who are not curious at all. They do not share that quality of my mind and my life with me. And for them, it's, it's a, really, the wonder, right? Like the sense of wonder. Exactly. And a lot of people just don't have that. You know mm. what I mean? And, and, and it is hard to ask people who don't share that sense of wonder and curiosity to pay for my curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. it, becomes, it becomes a really hard argument. And so what I've realized is that there are, you know, when you make this argument of really what's, what's cool about that basic science is that we are, we are broadening the base of our understanding of how the world works. And on the top of that pyramid see the applications. So the broader the base of that pyramid, the more applications we'll have. If we start eroding our understanding of the world, then we won't really get so many benefits to ourselves. And I think Louis Pasteur, his analogy was something like he was a tree and the fruits of the tree. And mm-hmm. it's the same idea, right? If you chop the tree, if you cut the leaves, you'll have no fruit, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the same, the same relationship. And so I do agree that at a personal level, curiosity and, and uh, you know, the desire to understand nature and how the world works is a powerful drive for why we do basic science. But I think it's a hard argument to make, especially in the states in the current uh, yeah. moment that we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It is. Yeah. It's so important, though. I, I mean, even on a personal level, uh, my my dad. When I was growing up, my dad was a linguist, and he worked at, at you know a sort of ling- linguistics center that was funded by universities in Montreal. And I remember when he lost his funding, and 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 him telling me this sort of sobering uh, conclusion that it's hard to get people to pay for something that might not be applicable right away, mm-hmm. but that he still to him was very important for the advancement of our knowledge. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. And the thing is that you don't know, right. And that's the point that I, that I have made over and over Ducks, You know, one of the things I discover about their penises is that yes. every year they shrink and then they grow back again the next year. Whoa. And, and when they grow back again, the next year, they grow. So why, why, why do they shrink? Is is seasonal breeding just like uh, birds do everything seasonally with their breeding? So they okay. their gonads, their testes grow in this in mm. the spring, and then okay. they shrink in the summer. Okay. It's just extra weight and extra tissues to <laughs> extra weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, why would you want to maintain all these things that you're not using, right? That's, that's by the way, that's why they waddle, right? Them shits are heavy, right? <laughs> 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 I love that explanation. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so their penis also shrinks at the end of yeah. the summer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then the next year it regrows again. But when it regrows, it regrows from the base that it had the previous year. So what it means is as the males get older, their penises get bigger and bigger and bigger. Wow. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> okay, so this is what I figured, right? I collected all this data. I don't know how they do this. You know, there, there's got to be some weird molecular stuff going on there, some weird genetic stuff going in there. Mm. That's not the kind of biology that I do. But if if somebody takes that and actually really figures out how this is happening, imagine if we figure out, you know, maybe ducks have stem cells in their penises that they can use to regrow the penis every year. And maybe I, wait, we can use that. I, I have an idea. I have an idea why it gets bigger <laughs> as they get older. I have an idea. So what it is is because they they shouldn't be doing it anymore. And so what it is is they <laughs> they go they're going down trying to be with the duck or with the females, and they already had daytime. They 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 partied, you know, they got their thing in. Now they should just chill out. So it goes really big. So they don't fit in none of the so ducks. It gets, it gets cumbersome. It's too, it's too big for the ducks. It it's gets, for the females. Maybe. And they're just like, get maybe. that thing out of here. It's too big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I don't know. But, but the point is that, you know, like. There could be stem cells. Could, like you said. That, that could be something. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, in right. 20 years, somebody figures out some medical application from that. How cool would that be? But I don't know, and I can't predict it, right? Like, I can't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to figure out, you know, something cool about duck penis size. Like, how would you know? You don't know until you know. But is is the duck penis, because me and... uh, me and me and A-Track have said in interviews we're being funny because that's just what we do but or at least at least we try to be but um, um we've said in interviews that the mallard duck has the biggest penis in the animal animal king and per ratio body body weight size to body weight ratio so basically in general is proportionally thank you Okay. Exactly. No. Is, that, is that a truth <laughs> or not true? No, it's not the mallard duck. It's the American ruddy duck. What? Oh, oh okay. it's a duck. It's a, it's it's a duck. the what duck? 
What duck? The American Roddy Duck. Roddy Duck? Roddy. Like a Rottweiler? Like a R-U-D-D-Y, Ruddy. Ruddy Duck. Wow. Oh, Ruddy, Ruddy, Ruddy. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. <laughs> well, those are, look, them up, look them up when we're done here. They're my favorite okay. duck. Okay. I was just going to ask you if you have a favorite duck. Okay, the Ruddy yeah. Duck. Yeah. The Ruddy Duck yeah. is my favorite duck. Yeah. Um, they have, they're, they're tiny ducks. They're like little, little guys. Uh, and they have bright blue bills. Yeah. Bright, beautiful blue bills is a, a structural color. It's not pigment. Okay. It's okay. Really yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. They have, the males have a display. So they, they also do the normal quacking, but they also do a bubble display where they smack their bill against their chest. <laughs> and they make this bubble um, currents on the surface that are just absolutely beautiful. They have these enormous penises and they have an incredible <laughs> attitude. They are these tiny little things and you, you <laughs> go grab them and they're like, you know, they're like, they're like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you with my bill. You know? And wow. They're just, they're just amazing. I just love that's Roddy Ducks. So look them cool. up and you'll see. So those are the guys who have the biggest penis. So that's, that's a, that's a true that in the that's whole animal, in the whole animal kingdom, every mm. elephants, Everything. Not the whole yeah. animal kingdom, in okay. vertebrates. In vertebrates, okay. Yeah. Oh, in vertebrates. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if you start putting invertebrates in there, we, we yeah. lose to snails, like there are some snails and slugs that have penises that are like 10 times the size of the yeah, That's not fair. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. They're playing another that's game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so okay. things with backbones. <laughs> when it comes to things with backbones, then yes. yes. Okay. So a, 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 a whale is a vertebrate, right? Oh yeah. So proportionally, ducks have bigger penises than whales. Much bigger. Yes. Much yeah. bigger. They have, they have penises. <laughs> of so course. They have penises that are longer than the male himself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Enormous. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them have the spines at the base of the penis too. Uh, okay, okay. This is wow. Fascinating yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you've been to the Galapagos Islands, right? You've done some, some studies there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, so, what's it like over there? Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. So I haven't been back, right? So I, I went there as soon as I finished my undergrad in Colombia. I'm a marine biologist, actually, by training. Yeah, okay. Um, and so when I graduated, I joined this boat that was doing research in the Galapagos, and uh, they were doing research on whales and dolphins. And it was absolutely unbelievable. And so, uh, you know, we were on a, on, a, on a boat, on a sailboat, a 98-foot catch, you know, two masts. <clears throat> and uh, we had a compressor on the boat, so we just went scuba diving <laughs> everywhere. And we saw the most amazing things. And sometimes I, you know, I'm like, did I dream that? Like, it seems like it was just too, too beautiful to, to be true, you know? Wow. Um, and so from what I've seen now, you know, there was a, a Galapagos special on BBC not too long ago. The islands have changed dramatically. And so I really want to go back before they're really wrecked completely because there's a lot really? of fishing and too much tourism. And, mm. But okay. it's, it's, one of the most, it's one of the most spectacular places. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, in the world. It's just breathtaking. Amazing. If you're a biologist... Yeah. You know, this yeah. is what Darwin came up with 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The theory of evolution, right? And so yeah. it's like a really yeah. meaningful, really amazing place. Great. Well, I'll we should go. Favorite story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you my yeah. favorite Galapagos story before we go. Okay. This will make you want to go. So we were on this boat, <clears throat> right? And um, uh, at night, we would have dolphins come over and bow ride on the um on you know on our way the front the front of our boat yeah the front of the boat yeah, yeah so they're yeah. you know the boat is going and the dolphins are coming and they're jumping up and down but there are times of, of the year where the bioluminescence is incredible so you're sitting out there in the dark and you see these torpedoes of light coming to your boat and then they jump out of the water and they explode on a you know crazy explosion of blue light Wow. And it is the most spectacular thing I've yeah. ever seen. Wow. <clears throat> that I, that I okay. want that that particular thing I want to see. That. That's oh awesome. yeah. yeah, it is. It that is really amazing. something else. It is really wow. something. Yeah, that's cool. Great bucket list. Cool. Thanks, thanks so much for talking to us. This we oh, yeah. we really learned a lot. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you. I hope you. I hope you still want to keep the name. Yes. <laughs> Good. Oh, one hundred. Now, now we're yes. now now it's like we're turning going to turn into. Duck nationalists. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be more macho yeah. now. Yeah, we were, we were kind of, you know, yeah, exactly. We're going to be all much Dutch, Dutch machismo now. All right. Very good. Thanks. Thanks. And continue your great work, please. Yes. Oh, well, sure. I will do. <laughs> cool. okay. Very good okay. to meet you guys. Awesome. Nice Thanks. to meet you. All right. Take care. Bye, Sam. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.